Hey, this is Steve. And this is Ryan. And you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, and reviewing podcast. Uh, this is our number two episode, and we're, we're going to yeah, we're going to talk about some more ads, and we're going to talk about some more concepts and just some general guitar sort of stuff, because uh, that's what this podcast is about. And yeah. why would we talk about other things? Because we're weird. Yeah, you all. We'll we'll see how weird this gets. Maybe on episode three will be. Uh, the the episode about above ground pools or aliens or aliens <laughs> or the Illuminati. You know the Illuminati ties in. Because, never mind. <laughs> well, you know all this guitar stuff. It really is all Illuminati. Yeah, Jay Z. Thanks. <laughs> so uh, top of the stack, we've got. Uh, oh my gosh, I sound like a radio DJ. Top of the stack. <laughs> Oh, that's what garbage. That, what's a stack? Is that like records? Uh, yeah, probably. Well, I've got a stack of of printouts of Craigslist ads here, so that's what I'm talking about. I've uh, got an ad. I wonder how many people are listening to this podcast through a record player. Zero. Okay. Can, can we get <laughs> zero these, people or listening to this podcast, podcast printed, through a record player? Can we get podcasts printed on vinyl? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. We'll do a best of, <laughs> and it'll be on vinyl, and then DJs can mix it into uh, uh, what is it? EDM music. <laughs> Okay, so uh, there's an ad that came up here that I was very interested in about two weeks ago when I printed it out. And it's basically one of these things where someone has a bunch of stuff and they bought it a lot a long time ago, a lot of years ago, and have decided to sell it and they don't know what prices are. They don't know what they can get for it or they're just like, I want this stuff gone. Yeah. I want it out of my house or they decide or they stole it. And so they're trying to unload it oh, in a different city than where they stole it. Hopefully. Uh, and what it is, it's uh, a collection. It's an Epiphone Les Paul in decent condition over 20 years old. I don't, I think that's debatable. It's hard to tell from the pictures. Sure. Uh, but it comes with an applause acoustic, which is the, the lower model brand of ovations. Yeah. Is applause, I don't even know if applause is around anymore. Oh, yeah. I think applause is really? around. Yeah. I think they're still making those and selling them as student models. Oh, I left the ovation market like 10 years ago. So. Ovation's still around, too. They're still making new stuff. I don't know who's buying it. I mean, it's not the trend right now for sure. sure. Uh, but this thing is an applause acoustic, also over 20 years old. And I don't know if I believe that either because it's got an unusual finish for a 20-year-old applause. And the, the pictures don't have the headstock, so it's really hard to tell. Yeah. Hey, let me take a look at that. Yeah, because the, the 80s... Uh, applause had a very different logo on the headstock. It had that raised uh, badge on it, I think. Right. And uh, I, I always, I always joke with a friend who owns one. I always call it his applesauce guitar because it kind of looks like it says applesauce. Yeah. But it also the the ad also comes with a what actually does look like a twenty year old crate amp. Uh, it looks like a forty watt, and it's got the different color knobs and a bunch of tape and dust on there, and that looks like tw it's twenty years old. So you never know; this stuff could all be twenty years old. Yeah. Uh, not that that makes a big difference. No, I'm. You know, my guess is this is probably some guy who wanted to play guitar twenty years ago mm -hmm. and bought a bunch of stuff. Oh, and, and the uh, and uh, the kicker of this ad is that all three of these things together, one hundred dollars. Right, one hundred dollars. That right. was the part that got me interested, not because I really wanted any of this stuff. No. Because I wanted to flip it and make a yeah. profit, which is kind of my deal. Uh, some of those old Epiphones are pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know that, that someone picked this up and they did the same thing and they're probably either sitting on it or they sold the parts that they didn't want. You could probably sell that Epiphone for 
275 250 yeah, You could it, probably sell the Applesauce guitar for 75 to $100 if you find the right buyer. Yeah. Uh, the Crate Amp. Uh, throw it in with throw it right, <laughs> whichever oh, I mean, you, you sell. You know, if you if you I was if I was in it. the Epiphone Les Paul market, you pick that up for a hundred bucks. You sell the applesauce for fifty bucks. Uh-huh. You sell the crate for fifty bucks. Boom. Yeah, free Les Paul. And this is a, this is actually like a decent Les Paul. It looks like it's at yeah, least it a solid. standard level Les Paul. It's got a nice uh, what what do they call it like heritage cherry or whatever. Yeah, it's finish. got the cherry burst on it. It looks nice. Yeah. Uh, I can't ever get past the Epiphone headstocks. Yeah, um, I mean they have the they have the regular Gibson ones on some of the hollow bodies and some of the yeah. acoustics and and things like that. But the the weird cut at the top end of the Epiphone yeah. headstock is weird because it's got the book scroll in the middle, but then it's tiny and it's got these two like finger depth. Yeah, it's. Cuts I guess it. it's supposed to be a throwback to like the vintage like 1940s Epiphone style or something. Mm. Um, but I just never felt like it worked. I don't know. Uh, get, or it's Epiphone, noisy. There's too many yeah. lines going on. There's too many curves. Epiphone uses the Gibson or they use the Gibson like scroll for the Elitist series, which mm-hmm. I don't know if they still make those. And they actually used them on their standard line, like in the late '80s, for only a year or two. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you see those pop up, but it's not very common. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I got really excited when I saw this ad, and there was a number. I called the person, and I left a message, and I texted them, and they wrote back, and then they said, "Oh, you're third in line, or whatever." Yeah, and uh, so they, if you're third in line on something like this, you're done. Like yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. You have to be first. When you see an ad like this, you got to be on the phone right away or it's gone. Cause everyone else is thinking the same thing. Oh, I could sell the ones I don't want and keep the one I do want yeah. or sell them all and make $200. Exactly. And, uh, I didn't get it. Oh. I didn't make the $200. I actually had an ad similar to this. I don't remember exactly what it was. Oh, it was, it wasn't, a combo deal. It was just a cheap guitar. It was an American Telecaster for like three or three fifty, four hundred bucks. I think it might have been a Highway One. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And the guy listed it at like eleven thirty with a phone number, and I saw it at like twelve thirty in the morning. And I'm thinking, okay, it's twelve thirty in the morning, but this guy only listed an hour ago. Should I call him? <laughs> and I ended up not doing it because if I leave the house at twelve thirty in the morning. Uh, to do a Craigslist deal, um, I don't know. I'm I'm not that. Wait, twelve thirty in the morning or twelve thirty at night? Twelve thirty, like at night. At night, as okay. in like this was posted at eleven yeah. thirty p.m. The t- by the time you get this thing home, you're gonna be yeah in the morning. By the time I go to drive down to you know twenty miles to wherever it was and get home, it's gonna be you know two a.m. and all the bar- bars will be closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about something that came up that I did want just for me to actually have, but I I sat on it like for two weeks while the ad was up, and I was like, oh, there's no way it's going to sell at that price, and then eventually it disappeared, so it probably hmm. didn't sell at that price. But there was a Univox High Flyer up for four hundred dollars, and I kept looking at it and being like, oh, this should be worth three twenty five. I'm going to wait to see if they go down, and then I'm going to make them an offer for. Three hundred, <laughs> so I don't want to pay four hundred dollars. But it's one of these guitars that looks like a Moserite copy. I uh, kind of do your Ramones Ventures kind of thing with it. Uh, it's got the original pickups. 
but it has an aftermarket Bixby bridge, which is probably better than what came on sure. this. But uh, that's the one one that got away from me recently. I was excited about this cool red color, bright red. Yeah. What it's can that, you do? So that's the uh, those are original pickups, but mm-hmm. um, they have like this perloid inlay thing or like this perloid cover thing going on, right? It's a chrome cover. There's like it. It's a humbucker, but it's got this chrome ring around the outside of it. So the whole humbucker is encased in this thing, but then you see the tops of the pickups. And I think there might actually be some kind of resin over the whole top of the thing okay. or some kind of plastic shield. I don't know if I don't can't remember if I've ever seen one of these things up close with the original pickups, but that's what it looked like in the pictures. Uh but it's a neat look. I you know, yeah, I hope that whoever gets it doesn't Swap out the pickups. Yeah, no, it's really classy looking. And the question I have, because I mean, I, this is outside of the realm of what I'm normally looking at, but is were the was that pickup design kind of inspired by what was going on at the time, or is that kind of a I think unique MIJ thing? I think it's a unique MIJ thing. I think it's the result of people experimenting around with uh, these designs that they were seeing and they didn't understand uh, what what was normal right and so they just made you know their own kind of innovations which is always it's not always but you know a lot of times it can be a really fun thing yeah you yeah. know you get a lot of the old japanese pickups and they can be really weird in great ways yeah a lot of times the uh humbuckers are actually single coils mm-hmm. with uh foam for the other coil and they're just like these real <laughs> thin kind of gnarly pickups. Sure. I I don't think that's what's going on here. It's it's got that whole thing where there's you see the mounting screws for the the humbuckers and there's two screws on one side and one screw on the other. Huh. So it's this weird thing where you could set like a different angle for it. Right. Or this like maybe this is the byproduct of two single coils being screwed together in one enclosure and that's just how you have to mount it uh there's it's there's definitely something funky going on with these pickups and i'm sad that i don't get to see what they sound like well but what can you do should have sent them an offer yeah yeah i got another ad here for a guitar that i actually saw someone post on one of the groups that that we are on one of the forums and it's we don't, you know, we don't want to trash the person who posted it. When when they first posted it, they were looking for about $800 for this thing. Really? Yeah, it was really steep. And he had a, a long story about it, about, you know, someone who he knew gave it to him. And then that person, I think, passed away. Oh. Or gave up or what or just gave it as a gift i think there was some kind of sad story with it or some kind of oh. you know deeper connection yeah mm. buzzkill but anyways uh it's still on craigslist i think i saw it today oh really even though i printed this ad about 2 weeks ago uh it's a 1979 honer slimline telecaster electric guitar and there's a claim that it is related to prince's guitar prince played a Telecaster that was made by Honer yeah. uh, back in his heyday before he started getting custom stuff made. Uh, the, this the, is not the same as Prince's guitar. No, the the Prince Honer, that's actually like a specific model. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the something, Swing Cat or something. Sure. Something like that. And uh, this is just kind of a Telecaster copy. Well, it's, it's, it's different than just a straight Telecaster copy. It's got the Telecaster body shape and the Telecaster headstock shape. Uh, and the Telecaster control 
uh, setup, but it everything else of it kind of screams uh, harmony uh, practice kind of student model where it's got the weird uh, string mount trapeze thing on the yeah. end and then a weird uh, bridge that's adjustable with thumb screws and then a single coil that's not even on the neck. It's somewhere in between where the neck and the middle would be. And I don't think the control plate on it is even chrome like on a Telecaster. I think it looks like it's a plastic sort of deal. Oh, really? Uh, it's This is... He's asking three fifty for it on the Craigslist ad, which is a lot lower than he was asking for on the forum. Yeah, eight hundred and three. Would you say three hundred? Three fifty. Three fifty. Three fifty. It's still kind of a push. It's a really cool, classy looking guitar. It's neat looking. Like if you're if you're looking for a conversation piece or a really neat wall hanger, like this is going to be more fun than a weird harmony guitar that you got at a swap meet. But this is not worth much more than that. I don't think this. I think this is a hundred and fifty dollar guitar. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, I, I've, I've, I actually remember seeing that, and I looked these up on eBay. There's not a lot of them. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think this is one of those like rare is good situations. No, it's rare because it's Honer, and yeah. Honer kind of is up and down, and this is kind of, this is kind of in a weird down place. This is. Uh, this is I'm I'm trying to think of an analogy and I'm failing completely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's you know it's definitely a student model guitar from yeah. from the late seventies. Yeah, it might even be earlier than that. Uh, I do remember reading that I think Honer started making these in the late sixties. And uh, really? yeah, so um, this is kind of just in that batch of like weird Japanese designs that were trying to be American designs, but at the same time using cheap parts and mm -hmm. just kind of slapping things together and saying, well, it's got the body shape. That's got to count for something. <laughs> we we did it, boys. Yeah. It's got the same shape. It's got a pickup. Yeah. You can plug it in. <laughs> it makes sound. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure this guitar could be made to play great, but 350 is definitely a it's push. Steep. And it doesn't matter what story you have with it, really, unless you're selling it to your mom. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Sorry to whoever's selling it. You yeah. probably are going to listen to this at some point. <laughs> Maybe they won't. Maybe they won't. I don't remember who it was. Yeah. So hopefully I didn't even realize it was the same guy. I just thought it was a coincidence. But and it's in my it's in my town too. Yeah. So in like Mira Mesa. Yeah, yeah. So let's not give too much away. I don't want people stalking me. Oh. Uh, but uh, I wonder who this guy is. Who is a uh, Someone on the forum who apparently is in my town. Uh, we have another ad here, which is something that uh, someone who I don't consider one of my guitar friends, but as a musician, I know her through different bands that I've played with and different uh, friends, friends of a friend sort of thing. She posted a, a link to an eBay ad on my Facebook because I'm Facebook friends with her. Basically uh, upset about this eBay seller who uses uh, scantily clad women to sell their wares. And uh, she was basically doing a call out to have people report it and to get the pictures taken down because they're vulgar and uh, there's a feminist edge to it that the women are being exploited. And uh, there's, uh, there's, 
sort of an idea that there must be a man behind this uh, who's having these women pose and he's taking advantage of them. And I, you know, I, I think that it's not, it's not kosher to, to be selling things on eBay with this kind of level of sex appeal, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's definitely sketchy. Like it's, it's not the, the way that things should be done. I understand uh, the reasoning behind doing it. Uh, you know, sex sells is, is the concept that's banged into our heads ever since we're little kids. But I don't know. Is, is this a big deal to you, Steve? Uh, I think it's a bad way to sell. Um, you know, it, it's weird and it harkens back to kind of this like idea. It's almost like a 60s hippie like nudist colony vibe. Yeah. Um, because- I mean, these, these, you know, these aren't ugly girls, but they're not, you know, they're not professional models. No, it's like some guy, you know... I don't know if there's a guy involved. Well, think, it's like some person... I think it's because you look at the ads, and I'd stumbled upon the ads earlier because there was, you know, they were selling a, a Vox Phantom copy that I was oh, looking okay. at. And so I had seen it about a week before she posted it. I, You look at the ads, you look at the seller, and there's the same two girls in every picture, but never are the same two girls in the same picture. I kind of wonder if these girls are the seller and they're a team and they're like, Hey, let's, uh, let's take her clothes off and we'll sell more gear and we'll sell, we'll try to sell it for more than it's worth. Cause that's what they're doing. Right. Their prices are, are a bit high for what these things should yeah, be sold I, at. Do you know, does this stuff ever actually sell? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't looked at the completed listings for the seller. I just, my thing is like, I don't want to play my own guitars naked. Why do I want to play a guitar that someone else was holding while at least looking naked? Yeah. I mean, it does, you know, the the guitar does not come with the girls. And even if it did, uh, you know, (laughs) there's no promise of chemistry there. Right. There, there actually was a guy, uh, in town, um, up the coast who was selling, like high end stuff, or at mm-hmm. least higher end stuff, nineteen uh, sixties Gibsons, nineteen fifty, even some nineteen fifties Gibsons, mm-hmm. um, some nineteen, some just older vintage big brand stuff, using like some model in all of uh, his ads. And I think this was back when people would call each other out on Craigslist. Oh yeah, so it was confirmed at least if you can trust the people who call each other out on Craigslist. Uh, to be this dude and uh, but he would list like you know 1958 or 1959 or whatever Gibson ES125 for like eight or ten thousand dollars and this girl's holding it and it wasn't even they weren't like naked or uh, implied nude like this Uh like this eBay definitely implied with these ads there was just, you know, some girl in a bikini or some girl in, you know, some something that's just supposed to be sexy. Sure. And uh, like I said, this was back when people would reply to stuff on eBay or on Craigslist, on Craigslist. rather. Mm-hmm. And people would reply like, oh, eight grand. Does it come with the girl? <laughs> uh, this is a solid joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, these are... Uh, Again, there was stuff where the guy was probably pricing it definitely at the top of what sure, one of these sure. would go for. Which is, you know, that's a strategy if you're expecting people to to kind of haggle with you. You want to start high so when they haggle that you get lower. 
but I think there's that's definitely a trend with these guys or girls who who sell guitars with pictures of of girls that it's somehow worth more. And uh, Steve and I are both married, but Steve, uh, if you can search through your memory and search, get back into single Steve mode. Think about when you were single, Steve, would a girl holding a guitar or any piece of guitar equipment, would it have affected your ability to reason and <laughs> your ability to, uh, to decide on a fair price for that piece of equipment? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, either. I don't think there's any, I mean, I, you know, the, the advertising adage is that sex sells, but I don't know if it actually does. For this, it doesn't make sense to me. I think I, I can't think of a scenario where I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, you see that girl holding that guitar? I want that guitar." Yeah, and this is a big That's, complaint. I gotta get that guitar because that girl likes that guitar. Sure. And if I get that guitar, that girl will miss the guitar and oh. want to be around me because I'm holding the guitar. <laughs> gosh. Uh, this is a big complaint with Nam for years, mm. and not so much with Nam, but with specific. Well, that's a trade brands show thing. at Nam. Is it, is it? I've never been to any kind you of trade show. You go to show. any trade show for anything. You'd be selling uh, like a, a, a plunger trade show where they're selling <laughs> all plungers. They're going to have you know all kinds of sexy girls demoing the the products, and you, you know you're not going to run into that as much at like your county fair sort of thing. Sure, but at a trade show where there's professionals coming and a lot of times they've paid to be in there for some reason that scene is like all models. They bring in whatever right. local sexy girls there are and have them put on tube tops and short skirts and, <laughs> and uh, push their wares. I, I used to, I used to work in an industry where we would go to trade shows and it was obnoxious. Right. Like in, you know, not to sound like I don't like girls, I'm married, <laughs> uh, but it's, you know, if you're there for a business thing, it's, it can be obnoxious. Yeah, it's a little, it just comes off as as unprofessional and with, you know, on the one hand, I understand it because even controversy brings attention to the pro to the to the product. Sure, sure. Um, and, you know, and, and there's a certain set of guys out there who... You know, if they see a girl that they really like at a booth, they lose their mind and they're sure. going to be at that booth. I guess that's that's not us. That's not the kind of people no. we are. But there's definitely guys out there who, uh, you know, it's, it's, they're gonna they're gonna flirt with the girls and they're gonna be at a booth longer and they're gonna remember that yeah, product. Maybe. If you know, if there's if you see a company with a bunch of people around it, like that's buzz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that's oh, you're generating buzz, hooray! Um, but I there's also always a backlash because. When Certain the, types of people are turned yeah, off. It seems like a lot of people in the in the guitar world, at least that I've interacted with, see this stuff and say, "Well, you know, let your gear speak for itself." You know why? Why pay five thousand dollars? Or I don't. I mean, I don't know what these. They probably don't get five thousand dollars. I don't know what these like the models? Mo models or wannabe models oh, I don't or whatever know. get. But you know, if you have, if you go to a booth and you've got some girl who probably doesn't even who barely knows what a guitar is and can't play sure, the guitar sure. holding a guitar. They were, they, you know. they work at every convention that comes through the convention yeah. center. Sort so, of thing. so is that going to attract you more than walking through a booth and see, or walking around and, you know, you see some guy like going shred city 
on your on your guitar and you're like oh okay i mean i've never heard of this company but it sounds good and it looks good and this kid can shred on it like uh-huh. if he can shred on it then maybe i can shred on it when i was going to, to trade shows where you know, not related to guitar stuff but to other things uh the things the the booths that always draw me in uh or drew me in if i'm gonna talk directly <laughs> i'm not good at talking if you guys haven't figured this out by now uh the booths that always drew me in were the ones that had interactive things that you could do. Right. Like it uh, had, you know, stuff that you could put together or stuff that you could play around with. Uh, and that's not allowed when there's models involved. You're, no. You're not allowed to play around with the models. <laughs> uh, it, I, I don't know. Uh, do you think it's worth reporting something like this on eBay when you see a seller using these pictures? I don't know. I mean, I don't know the eBay rules well enough to know if this is something you can really report. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's well, not I, I like this is illegal. My, I think my friend looked up the uh, the terms and conditions, and I think it is contrary to the terms and conditions. Huh. So she was able to report the one ad, but the other, the seller's probably still up there, still doing the same stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a it's a gray area for a lot of people. I'm sure. Uh, for me, uh, I don't like it. Yeah, it's. I don't like that. It's just kind of. I a, don't like their, that their prices are high. I yeah. don't like that. Well, the prices are high because I have to pay the girls. <laughs> right. Well, I, you know, maybe not, but <laughs> uh, yeah, the prices are high. And when I pull something up like that on my computer, and I'm a, a married man, or say I had other people around that weren't a bunch of dudes, I'd be like, oh, great, I got a. Got to look over my shoulder and right, hit right. minimize real quick. <laughs> I know that I'm only looking at this for the guitar, but... Well, a lot know. of times these kinds of things, you know, it's not even so much about the model. It's like they're trying to be faux artistic. And when I'm looking at an ad, like, I want to see things about the guitar. I want uh-huh. a close-up of the guitar. Sure. I, you want a close-up of it the, on a put it on a music stock. stand. Uh-huh. Show me a picture of the headstock where I can read the brand. Yeah, you want to see close-ups you know, of any of the dings and Exactly. Mix. Yeah. I don't want some sweaty <laughs> half-naked or completely naked person holding this guitar that I may or may not want to actually buy. Sure, sure. I think the only situation where a a, a, scantily, a scantily clad lady holding a guitar would work is if they were selling guitars out of like a, a strip club or something like that, out of a gentleman's club. There's some girl walking around with a girl, g- guitar. Some guy's probably like, oh, let me buy the guitar. Let me buy whatever you He's want. He's going to pay for her pay, or pay for her. He's going to pay for the guitar in ones. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's going to sell it. I wonder how many times strippers sell things at the club. <laughs> I'm trying to sell my car. I my car. It's probably, they probably, it's a perk. It's probably a perk of that business. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, anyone, anyone want to buy an old iPod? I have an oh iPod. Oh my gosh! And they probably, get, you know, you get a better price for it because you get guys in there and oh. they're in a different frame of mind. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> well, they want to go home with something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to go home with something. That's I, for sure. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> uh, this came up on one of the forums today. It's a flow chart. You've probably seen these flow charts on the internet where you go from the beginning to the end to find out what you should be doing or not doing with your life. And uh, this flow chart is from guitarsquid.com. It's got an apostrophe and an S at the end of it. Uh, that's a weird... 
oh, it's guitarsquid.com's flowchart. Do you have too many guitars? Yeah. So someone someone posted this, and so maybe let's uh, let's go through this a little bit. All right. First question. Got a wife? Yes. Steve has a wife. I have a wife. How many pairs of shoes does she own? One to five, uh, five to ten, or ten plus? I don't know. They keep moving around and they're never in the same place, so it's hard for me to keep track. It sounds like your wife owns one pair of shoes and they're on her feet at all times. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Probably five to ten. I'm five guessing. to ten? Maybe. Okay. Well, the five to ten, we'll, we'll, I'll do a separate one. The five to ten option says... The next question is, have kids? Yes. Steve has a daughter. Can you remember all of their names? Your guitars, that is. I don't name my guitars. And this yeah, is a whole Can you separate... remember the brands? And yes. You, don't, yes. you haven't forgotten which guitars you have. No. You know what you have. You know what gear you have. Yes. I mean, let's, let's have this be about gear in general. But Pedals I'm a gearhead, so... Yeah. I mean... Uh, so, yes, you remember all of their names. Uh, the option right away... Is buy more guitars. Buy more guitars. Yeah. Uh, so we'll skip that because it's obvious. If you have so, if you don't have so many, if you can remember how many guitars you have, then you don't have enough yeah, guitars. Buy more guitars. That, that's the message. You need more guitars until you forget. Okay, let's say I forgot. Okay, uh, ratio of electrics to acoustics. Do you have mostly acoustics or mostly electrics? Uh, I have, I guess, mostly electrics. Uh, do you have a Strat? Yes. Do you have a Telecaster? Yes. Do you have humbuckers? Uh, yes. Do you have P90s? Yes. Uh, need a good acoustic? I mean, I guess. Do, what's need? Do I have one? No. Do I need one? I mean, not really, but sure, why not? Well, the uh, the yes to that is buy more guitars. Oh, okay. The no to that is hiding any guitars at a buddy's place? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, gig often? Professional musician, one to three times per week, one to two times per month, uh, or I just jam with my buddies, man. <laughs> um, I mean, I play at church. I don't get paid, but I'm playing there, I guess, four times a month, whatever that falls sure. into. Uh, that's in between one to three times to one to two times per month. Uh, make any money? No. Oh, well, then that's the that's the path that gets you to sell a few and buy one really nice guitar oh, without okay. money. Huh. But uh, more than a few times, you've been triggered here to buy more guitars. Buy more guitars. So show this to your wife. Okay. And uh, you're set. Yeah. If not guitars, you need more pedals or amps or something. Yeah, I do right? need a volume pedal. You need a volume pedal. Yeah. There you go. So I'll go through this. I've got a wife. Uh, I don't have... Well, I'm halfway in between. I've got a pregnant wife. Yeah. So, How does that work? Uh, well, we'll just say yes. I have kids. I have a kid. Yes. On the way. Uh, can you remember all the names? Your guitars, that is? Uh, yes. I can remember all the guitars that I have, even though I'm not using many of them. They're in the closet <laughs> in cases. Uh, ratio of electrics to acoustics. I have mostly electrics. Got a Strat? Yep. Got a Tele? Yep. Got humbuckers? Yep. Got P90s? No. I got to buy more guitars. Oh. Shoot. Oh. I have got to buy more guitars. Why don't you have P90s? I don't know. P90s are wonderful. Yeah. Uh, it would make so much sense for me, too, because I like hot single coils. Yeah. But they're kind of beefy. Yeah. I should have something with P90s. I should. I'll figure that Didn't out. Didn't you later. have something with P90s for a while or no? No. I don't think I've ever owned anything with for P90s. For some reason, I thought you dropped a set of GFS, like. 
Dream 90s or something. No, no. I've got that Explorer that's got that weird GFS. Oh, right. The the Retrotron or something. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to sound kind of retro, like a Filtron sort of deal. It's it's not quite like a Filtron, but it's interesting. It's got a kind of uh, like a vintage sort of vibe to it. So the next question, need a good acoustic? No, I don't need an acoustic. (laughs) I don't ever play acoustic. No. (laughs) No. No, I don't need Uh, Hiding any guitars at a buddy's place? I don't loan things to musicians, friends, (laughs) because if you loan something to a musician... You better not expect it back. No. Yeah. Well, my—I mean, I've just got a my bass lives at church. That's true. My so. yeah, my amp lives at church too. Uh, gig often? Yeah, I gig a lot. Uh, not not a whole lot. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not definitely a player, pl- I just gig a lot. I'm definitely playing uh, music in some respects in the one to three times per week sort of thing, either at right. church or playing a gig. So that goes straight to buy more guitars, which I don't have a problem with. <laughs> but let's say. Uh, yeah, I don't think I land on the sell a few and buy one really nice guitar with that money spectrum. I'm all in the buy more guitars right. sort of thing, which is fine with me. I'll buy, sure. I'm yeah. going to buy more guitars. Buy some more guitars. Yeah. I just, you know, because I buy so many guitars with the idea of like, oh, this could be a fun project. Mm-hmm. And then I get backlogged on projects. Yeah. I'm just kind of uh, actually. I just finished one of the projects that bass. Oh yeah, yeah. talk about uh, the bass. So I bought this. Uh, I bought this bass off Craigslist. It's a Yamaha RBX 762A. Okay. Uh, I don't know what any <laughs> of that seems to indicate. And uh, so I bought it off this guy in Ocean Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of an special. out of an RV. <laughs> For for eighty bucks. Where was the RV in Ocean Beach? Um, it was parked on the beach. It was just parked in like one of the beach parking lots. It wasn't like it wasn't like a big RV. It was one of those ones that was kind of like like, a mini Winnie. I don't even know what that means. Okay. Um, it was one of those ones that's basically like it's a truck with a camper Uh, kind of deal. Okay. So it's not like a long RV. It's like, uh, but it's a legit RV. It's not quite living out of your car, and it's not quite. You have a home. No, it's not like a luxury <laughs> RV. It's like right. that thing that sits you're, in the church parking lot. No matter where you are, you're you're still camping. Right, right. Yeah, yeah it's a camper camper van or whatever yeah, yeah. sort of a deal. And uh, this guy played in like a reggae band, I guess. Of course. And, uh, but he had a five string and he was selling his four string. And uh, so I bought it for like 80 bucks and cleaned it up. And it, that was pretty, I mean. that You've been working on this for about a year, right? Yeah, yeah. It took me about a year and a half. Um, the electronics were so. This is a these Yamahas have active like active EQ circuit in them, and uh, part of it was missing. So it's got a blend knob, a master mm-hmm. volume, and then an active treble and bass boost. Oh, okay. And the ba- I think the bass boost was gone. In the guy was playing it like that. He's like, oh, whatever. And, uh, but I, I just, when I have a guitar with four pot like holes in it, I want it. Yeah. You want to, something I want, in there. Yeah. I want a everything switch or to a knob filled. or an LED. So I thought, oh, I'll just drop in another active EQ. So I bought one of these Bellcat EQs off eBay for real cheap, like 20 bucks or whatever. And I tried to install it and it was just so crammed that I didn't get the wiring right the very first time. So I just said, screw it. And uh, so then I just, uh, after a while, I switched it back to passive. 
And um, that was that. That was, uh, I switched to passive. But this whole process took me like a year and a half, kind of just because, you know, you, I live in a condo. It's And I have a four-year-old, so just leaving stuff right. out isn't always an option. Project spaces at a minimum. Yeah, when I do a project, it's like I set up, I start to work on the project, and then I tear it down at the end of the night. So if I need more than a couple hours... Uh, to do something like I I need to find a day when like my wife and my daughter are going up to visit her parents or something. Sure. Or I've got like four or five hours in the evening to just work, uh, which isn't something I normally have. So, um, yeah, that's just kind of uh, that's kind of where that's at. Now, that that bass plays great. Oh, that sounds I've great. a lot of compliments on it at church. Yeah. It definitely has a different sound than than your uh, jazz bass. Yeah, it's got yeah. a more tight and modern sound, but it sounds great. Yeah, it's modern. It's I mean, it's a it's a hum, dual humbucker guitar, uh-huh. and it's very modern, and it's a kind of one of these modern Yamaha shapes. But I got it because it's super light. My jazz yeah. bass weighs a ton. It's a five string, and this Yamaha is really lightweight, and I feel like I can just play for hours without sure. it weighing me down. Well, you don't have that, that giant string on the top anymore. <laughs> right, right. Now, jazz bass is a beast, you know? Yeah, yeah. I and mean, comparatively, the thing probably feels like a toothpick. The young yeah, one. I don't even know what it's made out of. Probably uh, basswood or basswood or whatever. Yeah. So I've, my my most recent project is uh, I've, I've, I've been holding off on buying stuff for a while. I've been waiting for a different guitar that I'll talk about at some other point, but something came up on Craigslist about a month ago where I saw it and I was like, Oh, I got that. I got that project itch in the back of my head. I got to do something. I haven't done anything in a while. And it was a, a Telecaster project that some other guy started and he, uh, he lost motivation to work on it, I think. So he put the parts up on, on Craigslist really cheap. It was 130 bucks. Well, he had the add up for 150. I offered right. 130 kind of did this whole like phone email tag sort of thing where he would write me and be like, Oh, okay. You can come get it today. And I would write him and be like, okay, send me your address. And I wouldn't get a response from him for like five days. Right. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, come get it today then. And he still wouldn't give me his address. So I gave up on this thing and like two weeks go by where I hadn't heard from him at all. And all of a sudden he emails me, Oh yeah. Oh, here's my address. You can come get it. So I bolted like that moment <laughs> to go get it. I luckily had money in a drawer or something like that. I went in and picked it up and it's a, a breakdown of the, of the parts. It was a, a USA body telecaster body that was stripped down, had the paint taken off and was actually sanded pretty dramatically. Yeah. The it guy was, over sanded just a little, Yeah, just a little, it was sanded so much that there weren't any more, uh, uh, Pick guard holes. Yeah. So that's pretty dramatic. So this thing doesn't have the the street value of a normal USA body anymore. Uh, But it came with one of the new Squire vintage modified necks, which are actually really nice. Like a lot of people are really in love with the vintage modified stuff. Yeah, Squire's really stepped up their game in the last couple of years. vintage modified. I think this is vintage modified. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's a really nice neck. The, the frets are a little sharp, but for the most part, it's one of those necks that kind of just disappears into your hand and you forget about it. And that's, and that's a good thing. Uh, I, and it came with three Tisco pickups that the guy had intended to put in there, which is interesting. He wanted to do this really kind of 
like vintage kind of chimey sound sort of thing. I think there's a builder right now who's using a lot of gold foil Tesco pickups and stuff. And he didn't have the gold foils. He didn't sell any gold foils, but it came with these three Tesco pickups. And so I brought the whole, the whole thing home and uh, I bought a, I ordered about like $80 worth of parts, the bridge, the, the, you have to order the pit guard too, the pit guard, the control cavity, all that sort of stuff. And I did a real rough uh, finish job on the body where basically what I did is I stained it and then I would use really heavy grit sandpaper to sand the stain out of the middle of it. So after like three or four stains, I got this really neat faux burst sort of thing. And then I just sprayed it with two layers of poly. And it's just, it's got this really kind of rustic barn door sort of look to it. And I put it all together. I, I, I only put one Tesco pickup in. I put it in, in the neck position and I put a regular Telecaster pickup in the bridge. I've been playing it for about a week now and it's great. Yeah, it looks great. I've been having a fun time with it. I've, ne I've never owned a Telecaster before, so this is my first one. Uh, I'm having a great time. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's real bright. The Tesco pickup is interesting. It is microphonic. Uh, if you throw on a fuzz and you hold up the guitar, you can sing into it and it'll yes. go straight through the straight through the amplifier. You need to do that on Sunday. I'm gonna do that next time I play at church. I'm gonna I'm gonna sing along with our, our worship leader. I used to do that in high school with my Jagstang. Oh yeah, the Jagstang uh, do the, it. The just the high output. I have a Seymour Duncan JB mm -hmm. and and this Jagstang. And uh, that thing was was hot enough to pick up voice. And I would oh, when wow. I was in youth group in high school, I would always be like screaming <laughs> on the guitar. Uh, but yeah, it was a fun project. I definitely scratched that itch. Uh, right. Who knows if it'll come back? A lot of times, uh, you know, you get into this stuff, and it's uh, it's an addiction. Yeah, and you you, know, you go for a while, and you get that itch. And it, every now and then, I'm like, oh, I gotta I gotta buy something. I got to work on something and it's, I don't even need it. I just need, <laughs> I need to do something. And I've got so many other projects. Like there's so much I could do around the house or whatever. I could, you know, make the stuff that my wife keeps asking for, but I've just got to build a guitar. Hey, hey! if a guy <laughs> says he's going to do something, yeah, yeah, you know, you don't have to remind him every six months. Yeah, come on. He's going to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Craigslist etiquette, buying and selling on Craigslist. Uh, what are what are some big things for you, Steve? Things that make you upset when other people do it, when you're either trying to buy or sell. Uh, the number one thing is probably blurry pictures. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't help that. I don't know if that's really etiquette. That's more just quality well, uh, yeah. of post. Well, I mean, there's there's. I think you know. So just if you're just talking about buying and selling, like once you've contacted the person. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think the worst is the guy now that Craigslist has this feature where if you search for something and it'll give you searches from other cities. Mm -hmm. um, whenever I list something, I always say like, Oh, I'm in this part of town. So I hate when people respond and say, Oh, where, where are you? Where are you? Where at? Are you? I had a guy uh, email me saying, Oh, where are you? I'm like, Oh, I'm by UCSD. And he goes, Oh, where's that? And it turns out this guy was in Redondo Beach. Oh, my gosh. Like 200 miles away sure. or whatever. He He's saw a, the ad on the computer. He could yeah. do a search of where you are. And I, like I said, I always put my my neighborhood, uh -huh. which, I mean, all the, a lot of the neighborhoods in San Diego are pretty big. But, you know, you figure, like, if someone puts, like, South San Diego, they're going to be, you know, south of the 54 and probably not in Chula Vista, like, mm -hmm. down 
in like South legit South San Diego. If someone puts they're in National City or whatever neighborhood, sure, you know. Um, so yeah, the, that's a big thing as a seller. That's frustrating. Yeah, because you want to sell your stuff, but if the guy can't read your ad enough to know where you're at, uh, it's just kind of frustrating. Yeah, yeah. I you know I I feel like there's for me there's a big line. Where if I'm selling something, I really don't want to go anywhere. I want the person to come to me. I feel like the, a clear etiquette for me is that if you're buying something, you need to go get it. And I, I've you know, I've broken that personal rule a few times. If if I'm trying to sell something, I'll I'll meet someone halfway every now and then. Sure, but it's like you've got to at least offer to go pick it up. Uh, you know, it's you're you're the one buying it. Yeah. And if you're getting a big thing for me is if you are trying to get the person to meet you halfway so that you can buy this thing closer to you, don't haggle on the price. Yeah. Like you, at that point, you're, you're trying to save your time and money by having someone meet you halfway and use their time and money. Don't try to lowball. Yeah. You know, if the price isn't fair, then you shouldn't be interested anyways. And, and you know, haggle it out before you go meet up with them, but don't show up with less money. I had I had a situation a few months ago where I was selling a chorus pedal and uh the guy the guy lowballed me over email and I basically said no that's too low uh here's the lowest I'll go I think I said I'll I'll go uh well what did I say I thought I said I'd go $45 I think I had it listed for $60 or something like right. that he wanted to pay $30 and so he writes me this kind of short note like, well, I don't really have a lot of money right now and I'm coming some from so far. He was coming from South County, which is about 40 minutes away. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like, that big of a deal. It's like 30 miles or whatever, right? So he tells me I'm on my way right now. And he was. He showed up at my house 40 minutes later and uh, he didn't even come to the door. He called me and he's like, yo, I'm I'm out front. So I'm expecting him to be at the door. I go to the door. He's not at the door. He's out in the street in his car in like this SUV sort of deal. So I walked the pedal out to him. I thought he was going to come in and, and demo the thing. Sure. Uh, but, you know, some people don't want to do that. That's fine. So I go out to the car. He doesn't even get out of the car. He stays in the car and has like the passenger window down. <laughs> so it's feeling shady. Sometimes Craigslist can feel shady. And this feels yeah. shady. And I hand the pedal to the guy and he's looking it over. And it feel, felt shady because it was like, okay, this guy could just take off. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's over. Uh, and then he hands me this, you know, wadded up piece of money. And he's like, oh, here you go. And I start unwadding it. And I count it. And I'm like, this is $32. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I told you. Because I, I was driving so far. I was like, I told you I can't go less than 45 Right. And he just sits there and he stares at me and he's like looking at me like I'm going to change my mind. And I was like, no, I, I need $45 for this. And and he looks at me in the eye and he's like, come on, man, do me a favor. Yeah, yeah. Because you're going to run into this guy again. Yeah, I like I need, owe him a favor or something like that. Like his his story wasn't that sad. Like it, it was just that he didn't want to drive very far. Sure. And I already told him over email that I didn't want to pay that. And so I was so 
frazzled already from the day from dealing with this guy over email and then this whole shady situation out in front of my house and I just lost it. Like I don't, I'm not someone who loses <laughs> it very often, but I threw the money on the chair and I grabbed the pedal out of his hand and I just turn around and I walk away from this guy. I'm walking up my driveway and I turn my, my head over my shoulder and I yell at him, sorry, I can't sell this to you. And I go inside and I slam the door and then I sit down and I like fume. I'm just so pissed that this deal went so south and so sideways. Then I go upstairs and I like I like pulled the curtain to the side and I look look out and he's still sitting out there in his car and I'm thinking, is he gonna try to like come back and be like, okay, okay, I'll, right. I'll give you forty dollars or whatever. I I had the rest of the money in my pocket. I'll give you, I'll give you $43. Just, you know, I, yeah, want, yeah. I drove all this way. I don't want to go home empty handed. And then he drives off. I, f- I figure, oh, it's over. I go and I sit down on my computer. He, he, when he was sitting in his car, he was writing an, e- an email. And he basically wrote this passive aggressive email to me like, oh, Merry Christmas to you too. Cause this was like a month before Christmas. Right. And I was just pissed for weeks. <laughs> off of this guy i couldn't believe how rude it all was and how shady and kind of invasive it felt yeah and i told this guy too i had like multiple emails on this pedal i had another guy who was going to buy it yeah. the same day didn't you end up selling it I pretty sold, quickly i sold it next day to another guy for what i was asking yeah and so it's just one of these etiquette things where it's just pissed me off so much. This is actually the first time I've heard this story verbalized. <laughs> I, I mean, we talked about, we were talking about this on, Cra- or right, on right. Facebook when it happened. Uh-huh. Um, so I, re- I know the story, but this, I don't, it was I didn't realize there dramatic. was this much intensity. Oh yeah. Oh no. I was like, my blood pressure was up. I was like, I was just mad for days oh, off of gosh. this thing. Just raging, and when when I sold it to the other guy who who paid full price, like it, I felt like this relief, like yeah, take that, I sold it. <laughs> I don't need to take thirty two dollars. Do you ever want? I've I've never done this. There, I had one sale a few years ago. Um, that so this is more of a, I guess a sales tip. Uh-huh. This is going to turn into a sales tip. Okay, by the time we're done, um, where. I wanted to like email the all the all the low ballers afterwards and be like, "Hey, guess what? Yeah, guess what it sold. Guess for. what it sold for." So, <laughs> so a few years ago, uh, I had my first uh, my first bass was a Mex a Mexican Fender jazz bass mm-hmm. four string. Uh, I dropped EMG pickups in it, which was a huge upgrade because I really didn't like the stock sure uh, Fender pickups. Um, and uh, so I traded that bass. For a Fender Bullet uh, guitar, which is Fender put out a line of like, I don't know if, I don't remember if they were like three, I don't think they were a full three quarter. They were some oh, kind yeah, of student size line. Uh-huh. So this is a, this was, I think, in, if I remember 1981 or 1982 Fender Bullet made in the USA. Uh-huh. Um, before in red. yeah that that those weird like two pickup ones with the metal pick guard yeah this is the two, this was a two pickup one yeah, metal, all metal cool. pick guard single piece pick guard bridge 
it was a 22 inch scale, so it was really tiny for me, but it yeah. played great. Yeah, those things are cool. Uh, but I bought that thing. It was because, red, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I just bought, or I made the trade because I figured, oh, I can probably get a little more money than I could for my base for this. Uh-huh. So I figure, like, oh, let's let's make let's turn a little yeah, let's yeah. turn a little profit here. This was a suit. One of the I don't know if it was frustrating. I really don't remember because this was so long ago. Um, but I put it up on on Craigslist. I think I started at like 600, which was what they were going for like minty mint. Yeah. on eBay. And I put it up That's for 600 for a who's looking for yeah. something specific. I put it up at 600 figuring if someone offers me like 450, it's gone. Sure. Or like if someone offers me 500 and over the course of a few weeks it started at 600, relisted at 575, 550, whatever. I came down and um, somewhere around like 450, I started getting some emails from people saying like, oh, well, will you do 300? Uh, will you do 350? Mm-hmm. And I was still kind of holding out. I thought I could get over 400 for it still. And I started getting emails from people saying like, oh, I, how about how about uh, 275? <laughs> yeah. And the 275 guy, I think I messaged him back and was like, uh, let me think about it. Like. I can maybe do like a little, like, let's meet halfway. And then he emailed me like, oh, I talked to my collector friend. And he said, unless these things are like in mint condition, they're not worth more than like 200 bucks. And mm, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. They're, you know, those are, those are neat guitars. You don't see them around very often. No. The first run of, of bullet stuff, the early kind of Squire prototype stuff. It was, it was neat stuff. Yeah. And these were, these were definitely, uh, like I said, these are this was a whole other line before, really mm-hmm. before Squire existed. Yeah, yeah. So they're totally different from the the Squire Bullet stuff. It's kind of a weird missing link kind of yeah guitar. It was almost you know, and this is something you would be familiar with. Is it's almost like Fender was trying to redo the Duo Sonic concept. Yeah, yeah. it's like I a mean, longer scale Duo this, Sonic. Yeah. Uh, so I took this thing and uh, I I you know I was set on selling it on Craigslist. And I kept getting offers like, oh, how about 175? I think some people thought it was like that it was a Squire Bullet. Right, or I don't right. know if they just didn't know what I had or what it was. Uh, I was getting offers like as low as like 150. And I kept dropping the price. Like I dropped the price all the way to, I think, 250. Really? And none of the even original people were emailing me. Uh-huh. Anymore. I emailed a few people back who had originally offered 250. And I was like, hey, if you still want this, this was maybe like a couple weeks later. If you if you're still down, like I'll sell for two fifty, and they didn't respond, or their two fifty was now one seventy five. Uh, at one point, I think I even listed it like, oh, just whatever, just make me an offer, mm-hmm. like make me an offer, like let's let's move this thing. And uh, around the same time, I put it up on eBay, and this was my first experience, really my only experience with selling a guitar on eBay. Uh, so we live in we live in uh, San Diego, mm-hmm. a pretty large metropolitan oh, yeah. area. Lots of musicians uh, here. Very, yeah. We have a pretty strong music scene here. It's pretty cutthroat, and I mean, I'm sure the people who are in the San Diego music business will have lots of complaints. But but it's fairly large, and so our Craigslist stays pretty busy. But at the end of the day, like your maximum market is like three million people. Yeah. You put it on eBay and suddenly your maximum market is every person in the world with the internet. Uh-huh. And uh, so I ended up selling this – or I, I ended up putting it on, on eBay. And I think the high bid 
was a little bit more than four hundred dollars, like nice. four fifteen. Yeah, and that guy ended up not paying. Oh. Um. So one of the things that you can do on eBay is you can do a, a second chance offer, uh-huh. which basically uh, lets uh, lets the second highest bidder hmm. a chance to buy at whatever their highest bid was, and so. Uh, the second highest bidder happened to be a Fender Bullet collector who ah, lived okay. who lived over in the UK. So he's got them all. Yeah, no, he was <laughs> he was literally trying to collect every bullet model in every color, and he didn't he didn't really care that there was some uh, some ru- a little bit of rust damage to that yeah, all metal pick guard. I mean, this thing is is twenty five years old. Uh-huh. Um, so he didn't he didn't really care. Uh, and he initially offered me. He actually asked me a couple questions while the auction was going, and then he uh, he so he sent me like a lower offer. He's like, "Oh, I, I know, I bid like three ninety. I think three ninety five. He's like, "Will you do like three hundred? And I was like, "I was like, no." <laughs> He's like, "Well, will you at least like claim on the shipping or on the customs like that? It's this price, so I don't have to pay like the huge export tax oh, or whatever." Yeah, gotcha. And I was like, "Sure, we'll do that." So this guy paid three ninety five plus shipping, which worked out to a, a little bit under. I think it was like ninety dollars to ship because uh-huh. it's going to UK. Um, and I just wanted to take that eBay ad oh, yeah. and email it to every person who lowballed me. Or just throw it up on Craigslist be like, look what I sold this for. Yeah, yeah. You, take you that. 150 guys. Take that. Uh, but I, I know what this guitar is worth. I didn't do it, but, but I wanted <laughs> well, you to. You did it in your heart. I did it in my heart. Kind of the same thing. I was pretty you. excited about that, though. I was yeah, pretty excited yeah. about that sale. I really need to get into selling on eBay. I sell everything local. I just need to... I'm always afraid of shipping stuff. Yeah, it's it can be tricky. I mean, PayPal protects you pretty well as a buyer. Uh-huh. As a seller, it's I mean, it's, I a, it's wanna, a little trickier. It's more of a chore to me. Like there's something exciting about going to pick something up or sure. or having someone come to you. There's something about, "Oh, I got to find a box for this." Yeah. I got to yeah. wrap it up. Oh, I got to go to FedEx or to the post service. Oh my gosh, this is going to take all day. I don't want to do this chore. Right. You know? And you know, it really just depends on what you're selling. With the with that bullet, I needed the bigger market. If uh-huh. you're selling like yeah. normal stuff, I mean, it, at least here it'll go on Craigslist all day long. Sure. The other thing I actually found out recently is that uh, guitar centers, uh, God, this is so far off topic, <laughs> uh, but guitar centers use gear policy. It's actually oh, yeah, pretty you, good. You're telling me about this. Well, uh, it depends on what angle you look at it. Sure, sure. But, but I mean, if you if you want the quick cash, they they buy. I think their rate is like sixty per sixty or sixty five percent of what they're going to of sell what for. they're going to sell it yeah. for. So you know, if if they think they can get five hundred dollars for something, they're going to give you three fifty for mm-hmm. it, which isn't great, but it's not the worst. They've they've recently in the past year or two have gotten really good about pricing their used gear in their local stores. At around Craigslist prices, which yeah. traditionally is, you know, around the low price of whatever has recently sold on eBay. Right. So their prices are good there. If you have something that you're having trouble selling, then that's probably a good option. You could take it to your Craigslist, you could take it to your guitar center and take your 60 to 65% of what they're going to sell it for, for your niche market thing yeah. that you're not finding a buyer for on now they're pretty. I I guess they're pretty picky on what they take. So mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how that works. Um, I don't. I thought about selling my DS one to them. I I have a feeling they wouldn't even take it. 
I don't, I don't know. They I, might. I don't know if they do like home home mods though. They sell some rowdy stuff. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. But, oh. I don't know. If you pass by there, make sure you have your DS1 in the car and, and right. just see what happens. Actually, my DS1 lives in... Oh, did I take it out? It was living in my car for a while. Uh-huh. I don't know where it is. Maybe it got stolen. <laughs> Someone stole my DS1 out of my car and touched nothing else. Right, right. Maybe. They figured out how to get in your car without breaking a window. Right. Took the DS1... Didn't even try to steal your identity. Didn't take your papers. Right. And just were like, this is it. This is what I've been wanting. And they're gone. Yeah. It's probably just in the backseat. No, let's yeah, be sorry. honest. Yeah, no uh, so anyway. You could, you could put that on top of your car and people won't steal your car. No. Because they don't want to move it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, back to Craigslist. Um, depending on how much the item I'm selling is for, I actually kind of, there's a part of me that would likes meeting people at their place to sell. Yeah. Just because I don't want them coming to my place. That's true. A lot of times... If, I, uh, if I'm getting a weird vibe off of someone, I'll be like, hey, let's meet at the 7-Eleven. Yeah. A, a lot of times I sell stuff at or like the Starbucks or at sure. the mall. Or if you're selling something that you're afraid might break. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you don't want them to know where you live. The weirdest location that I've done a deal at uh, is probably the Old Town Trolley Station. Okay. Um... I traded uh, Ibanez Fuzz for a Taylor hard ca- acoustic hard case. Oh, uh, okay. In, yeah. a, in the Old Town Trolley Station. Uh-huh. Uh, that was kind of weird. I've read, I read a bunch of weird locations people were talking about today. In, yeah, uh, someone posted about that, in that warehouse story. Yeah, apparently in some of these like music towns, they have, warehouse, they have music studios and warehouses or something. Do you remember who posted that? No, it was in it was in a Gear Talk, one of the Gear Talk groups. Okay. Well, if they listen to this, they'll know who they are. Yeah, they know who they are. Yeah, they know who they are. Uh, but my, like I said, my pet peeve is like not really reading the location. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side, like I'm always really flexible as a buyer. Yeah, you know, oh, I'll go anywhere as a buyer. I'll look at the location. And I'll be like, well, I'll factor it into the price. Do I want to drive there? Yeah. Well, then I'll go get it. Yeah. You know, I think there's a line for me where if if it's too far, I lose interest. Sure. Yeah. And there's uh, there's some stuff where it's just uh, it's just not worth it. And sometimes, you know, I always try to find out like, oh, where, where do you work? Yeah. Like, is there a way? Where are you, you know, going? You work. You live in South County. I live in like nor- the north end of the city, not uh-huh. North County, but the north end of the city. But do you ever come like to Mission Valley? Yeah. Let's you know if you work in Mission Valley, let's let's meet at Dave and Buster's or whatever. Uh-huh. And you know we've done we've meet both on a freeway exit, yeah, right? Uh, we've both done a lot of deals that way because our church is pretty much right in the middle of the yeah, city. Yeah. So if somebody lives in Chula Vista and they want to buy something or vice versa, like I, I've sold a bunch of stuff in the church parking lot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, totally. That I've sounds had, really sketchy for I've, some reason. I always crack up. Sometimes I invite people to come uh, pick up a piece of gear from me at church after service on Sunday. And I'll be like, Oh yeah, all my stuff will be set up. You can come in. And demo it. Right. And I always imagine what it must be like for those people to have that offer. And what if they're, you know, like strict atheists or <laughs> they have like a completely different worldview or they, you know, are afraid of churches or whatever. Like the, the thought of going into a church 
and like trying out this pedal that they're going to use for their heavy metal band or something like that might be really, really weird for them or really off-putting. I, I don't think I've actually had anyone come do it, but right, an interesting experience. So I guess while we're on the topic of Craigslist, do we want to talk about like just ad building or do we want to do that another time? I say that for another time. Let's close up this episode. Sure. Uh, this has been episode number two. Number uh, two. 60 Cycle Hum. Yeah. If you have any cool stories or any uh, questions or want us to talk about any specific piece of gear, look us up on our Facebook group. Uh, just search for 60 Cycle Hum. Yeah. We have an uh, email that you could find a link to there. Yeah, it's our emails, uh, 60 cycle humcast. It's 60 cycle humcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com. If you send us a story, we'll read it. Yeah, we'll read it. We'll if read it's cool. It. Yeah, if it's dumb, then we'll make fun of you for sending <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, we no, must... just, just kidding. Just kidding. No, we'll Maybe. Make, no, we'll make fun of you. Okay, cool. But, it, 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 you know, it's like we're like brothers. You know, we're gear brothers. We're over brothers. Here. And we're sisters. You and... could be a gear sister. Give me a high five. <laughs> <laughs> All right.